you know, Dan asked me to share on Thanksgiving. Although Thanksgiving is over, it's still the Thanksgiving weekend, okay? So I do have some things I'd love to share, and uh, I do want to go over a couple of things, though, concerning Thanksgiving. You know, it's the start of the, the, the holidays, right? We, we always say that Thanksgiving Day starts off the holidays. And, um, you know, thinking about that, I'm thinking about, you know, President Abraham Lincoln declared and made Thanksgiving a national holiday. That was great when he did that because, you know, what we're actually supposed to do you know, what we're supposed to do is it's, it's a day to just give thanks for everything that we have, everything that's been given to us, everything that we can give to people. You know, it, it's a time to just sit back and um, look at the blessings that God has put into our lives and look how we bless other people. Sometimes, you know, but nowadays, you know, Thanksgiving you know, we, we can look at it as it's a great day, but sometimes, you know, Thanksgiving, it's looked at as the day before the greatest shopping day in the whole world, right? And, uh, you know, and even now, stores now are opening on Thanksgiving for the, the pre-Black Friday sales, okay? And, uh, and then, of course, you have Black Friday a lot of things about Black Friday. What, what does Black Friday mean? Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, one, of the meanings that I, one of the meanings that I found was that it's the day when most of the stores start operating in the black instead of the red. Because most stores are always operating in the red. They're always like in debt. But when Black Friday happens, they're operating in the black now. Uh, it's been called, uh, it's, people have been wanting to call it Big Friday. You know, that was back in 1961. They were wanting to change it from Black Friday to Big Friday. Why? It's the biggest shopping day of the year, right? But, you know, looking at everything, um, Thanksgiving, it's more, I mean, it's great. It, it, don't get me wrong. It's great to, to have a meal together. I got to say that being with the writers at um, Victory Ridge this Thanksgiving, I think Janet would agree with me, was probably the best Thanksgiving that I've ever done and I've, that I've ever been to, ever, you know, ever been a part of. And Janet and I have been wanting to do something like that to just give a meal, share a meal with someone who, you know, doesn't have a place to go to share a meal. Wasn't there like about 15 or 20 people, Sean? That you know, and I'm and I'm looking, and I'm like, wow. And I told Janet, these people had nowhere to go, so it was an actual blessing to give a Thanksgiving meal to these people. It, it was it was awesome. But you know, Thanksgiving is more than just eating turkey and stuffing and watching the game afterwards. The the, the Detroit Lions or who's the other team? The uh, yeah, they got yeah, beat by the Chicago Bears, but the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Those two teams always play on Thanksgiving Day. It's more than, it's more than just that. It's, 
it's a national holiday, but we as believers can look to it as something greater. Um, it's a time of the year when we, his people, can thank him for all he has given us. I mean, really just sit down and thank him for all that he has given us. So as I was preparing this message, I'm like, well, what are some of the things that I can be thankful for? I was talking to Janet this morning. We were talking about it. What are some of the things that we can be thankful for? Well, some of the simple things are my eyesight, the fact that I can breathe, you know, the fact that I can hear and I can smell, I can feel. You know, I can, I can, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, some, other, some other things, um, the, the, those are the simple things. Let's go to some simpler things. Um, food. Thankful that we have food in our house. I'm thankful that uh, we have clothing. I'm thankful that there's a roof over our heads. Are you thankful there's a roof over your heads? You know, and I think about the people that at times don't have a roof over their heads. You know, and it just, it, that kind of gets to me, you know. But overall, we can look at the greater things, too. Like, aren't you thankful to have a car so you can go back and forth to work? Right? Employment. Yeah, employment. Thankful for employment so that you can buy the car to go back and forth to work. Right? Uh, and relationships. How many are thankful for the relationships that, you have, you know. How about here? How, you're thankful about the relationships that you have here. Um, Daryl said that this is his family. I can attest, and Janet can too. This is our family. This truly is our family. This is what this is what family is. It's being with each other. It's ministering to each other. It's doing the will of the Father. So, as we celebrate, as we've been celebrating this Thanksgiving season, this, this, this weekend, the greatest thing that we can be thankful for is, is for the special gift that God has given us, His Son, Jesus Christ. We can reflect on all that God has given us through His only Son. And in doing so, we are able to give Him thanks and praise. Dan mentioned thanks and praise over and over. Thanks and praise. Thanksgiving is the, how did you say that? Thanksgiving is the, is the key into, you know, in, into the Father, you know. Um, so Jesus, he lived, he died, buried, raised from the dead, and he takes away our sins and defeats the enemy of our soul. How many are thankful for that? When you sit down at when you sit down at the Thanksgiving table, you know, we can we can pray, thank you for this food, thank you for the fellowship, thank you for the relationships that we have. But to actually say, thank you, Jesus, that you came, you lived, you died you were buried and you raised you were raised from the dead to take away my sin and defeat the enemy of my soul um if you have your bibles turn to colossians 
chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures from there, a couple of verses, as I get to it. And what I'm, what I'm, what I'm praying for, for all of you, is that stuff that the Lord has laid on my heart to give to you, that, that you can take this back, you can meditate on it, and um, actually, when you, when you, when you, when you hear it all, you know, because. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God as you speak it out, as you read it, that you're going to sit there and you're going to go, man, I am so thankful for everything that he's done for me. So Colossians chapter 1, and we'll start off with verses, verse 12. I'll probably go up a little bit higher. Yeah, verse 11a or b. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. You know, think of what that scripture is saying. That's, you know, I've, like, I've gone through the Bible, not, not, not gone through the Bible, but I've read pretty much the New Testament. And, you know, you know, sometimes you just read, and you're just reading to read, right? And then when, you know, some scriptures come, and you're looking at it, and you're like, wow. That, that's, that's really, really powerful. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to break that scripture down, and I want to just, you know, it, Paul talks about all the stuff I'm going to share here. He later on in the same chapter breaks it down, everything uh, about those two verses. It says, we share, look at what it's saying, we share in the inheritance that belongs to his people. We share in the inheritance that belongs to God's people. We live in his light. We are rescued from the darkness of evil. We are transferred into his kingdom. I like that. Transferred into his kingdom. He purchased our freedom with his blood and forgives us of our sins. So, as I'm reading that, I'm like, there's got to be more to what this all says. So, we, when he says we share in the inheritance that belongs to his people, Colossians 1, 26 through 27. You can put that up there. Here he talks about it here. This message was kept secret for centuries in generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you, Gentiles, are for you Gentiles too. That's us. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing 
his glory. So we share in the inheritance of his people. We're Gentiles. And, and his, you know, his people could be referring to the Jews, could be referring to other Christians. But there, it, it's right there. So we live in his light. Look at Colossians, look at Colossians 1.22. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he's brought you into his presence, into his own presence. When you're brought into the presence of the Lord, you're being brought into his light. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Isn't that awesome? I mean, really, isn't that just awesome? Breaking it down still, we are rescued from darkness. Colossians 1, 21 and 22 again. It's kind of piecing it all together. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into... Oh, I'm sorry. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he's reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he's brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. That's just intense. Transferred into his kingdom. It's Colossians, it's Colossians 1.22a. Um, Colossians 1.22a. 122, sorry. Yet now he's reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. You know, transferred, you know, reconciled, transferred into his kingdom. And he purchased our freedom with his blood. Colossians 120. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Made peace. If that scripture isn't the gospel in a nutshell, that whole thing of scriptures that I just read isn't the gospel in a nutshell, I don't know what is. Um, I want to share some other scriptures with you that really kind of ministered to me uh, Ephesians 3 16 through 21 I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit something to be thankful for then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Sorry. May you experience the love of Christ 
though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. When I read that, I, start, I started crying a little bit ago. I was, I was starting to cry. That's why I had to pause because I can't fathom how, how, how wide and how, how, how long his love is, how deep his love is. We just can't fathom it. I can't wait when I'm in his presence and he can show me all that, you know? He can show me just how deep his love is for me, you know? Because right now, I, I wonder if, if, if he showed us, wow, would we be even to, evil, to even like, you know, <laughs> to even handle it, you know? Like being in his presence, basically. Being in pure love. I, I don't know. First um, Thessalonians 5.18 Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. You know, when I think of that scripture, I, I, I think of the comedians that, you know, the old-time comedians that used to say, I would uh, go to school barefoot, you know, 10 degrees outside, four feet of snow uphill, both ways. And I was thankful. You know, I think about, <laughs> I was thankful, <laughs> you know. But here, in all circumstances, whatever circumstance you're going through, what, whatever it is, be it relationships, be it finances, be it sickness, you know, God says to be thankful in the circumstance. I don't know if he's necessarily saying thank, thank him for the circumstance, but be thankful of what you have in him, okay? So hang on the... Okay. Um, so be thankful in all circumstances. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 12. I love reading Scripture. I, I, I just really do, and I love reading it out loud. When you read it out loud, it means it, something happens, you know, because it, it, it's, it's that faith comes by hearing and hearing by, you know, the word of God. So 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 12. Yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with the words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to the world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. 
But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things he has freely given us. Now, isn't that something to really be thankful for? The gifts that he has given us, the wonderful things that he has given us, I'll tell you what the most wonderful thing is that he's given to me, and that was eternal life. I remember when I was under the stars, when I was in the Navy, and I heard a a, uh, a 155 howitzer gun go off, and I heard the shell go over my head, and I woke up, and I saw the expanse of the universe, not just the stars, but the universe. And God used those stars to bring me to him. And right then and there, I was saved. Because I was an atheist back then. Ask Janet. I was an atheist back then. Right then and there, God said, guess what? There's someone a whole lot bigger than you that started this whole thing. I mean, he spoke that to my spirit. And I'm so thankful Janet had a group of people praying for me when I was out in the field. I'm so thankful for my salvation. I'm so thankful that Jesus came and that he spoke the truth. Because speaking the truth, he was crucified. But guess what? Yeah, he was buried too. And he was, the tomb was sealed with the Roman seal on it or the, whatever seal it was. But guess what? He rose from the dead and he now sits at the right hand of God interceding for you and me that when we mess up, when we make mistakes, God does not see me anymore. He sees Jesus in me saying, yeah, but I've forgiven him. I've forgiven him. So I want to leave you with this. Thanksgiving, it's a great holiday. It's a great time to be together with family, friends, loved ones. But I just want you to sit back and ask yourself this question. Ask yourself what you're thankful for, right? And then ask this question, you know, what am I thankful for? And then name them all out. Write them all down. Then after that, Ask yourself, God, are any of these things interfering with my relationship with you? Because ultimately, we are, just, we are all going to stand before him. Janet's not going to be with me standing before God. It's going to be me. So I don't want anything that I'm thankful for to be interfering with my relationship with God. Amen? Amen. I want to leave you with this uh, song. This song, it's, it ministers to Janet and I every time. And it's like we had this song in our church in Cleveland about 30 years ago. And it's just awesome. And I hope it ministers to you.